The Burt Show. All right, switching gears here now to kids. Of course, if you're a parent, number one priority, keeping them healthy physically and mentally. Yeah, so we're uh, going from being single to being married with children. I kid you not, Googled, how do I not screw up my kid? <laughs> and I think... Um, <laughs> what came up? So I'm, I'm going to tell you what popped okay. up. And I read the article and it really resonated. I'm like, damn, this is a good article. I feel like I should share this. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sitting there and I Google, how do I not screw up my kid? And people will say the sheer fact that you're Googling that proves that you care. So you're probably not going to screw them up that much. We're going to, every parent's going to screw up their kid a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that you care to even Google that says speaks volumes. And this article on CNBC popped up and the, the, um, the title of the article says, a therapist shares the seven biggest parenting mistakes that destroy kids' mental strength, right? Oh, God. So it's okay. a loaded headline, and it comes from a doctor, Dr. Tracy Hutchinson. She's a therapist with over 18 years of clinical experience. And I start reading through this article, and I was like, okay. And I get to the next one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. And I keep going, I'm like, ooh, ooh. So I want to How go- How many of the seven did you say that you're guilty of? Well, one, two, three- Four. These are the ones that make you a good or bad. They're mistakes. They're mistakes. So four of the seven. Well, no, I, I hadn't got. I hadn't got. I'm still it. going through. I wasn't <laughs> finished yet. <laughs> I think, but not like Jimmy's still young enough. He's two and a half. And yeah, I've made these. I don't do them consistently. It's not like I do them every day, but I have committed. We'll call some of these some parenting sins, right? Okay. All right. So. She, Tracy goes to say, we live in an increasingly stressful world, which is why it has never been more important to foster emotional and mental resiliency in our children. Not only are mentally strong kids better prepared to tackle future problems on their own, but studies have found that they're also more likely to be engaged in school and in their future jobs. So here we go. Number one, minimizing your kids' feelings. Kids need to know that it's healthy to express and talk about their emotions. When parents tell their kids things as, don't be sad about it, or it's not a big deal, they're sending the message that feelings don't matter and it's better to suppress them. Now, I have an example in my head because Jimmy, I don't know where he learned this, but he something he goes, that's so scary. That scared me. That's so scary. And I'm like, it's not scary. That's not scary. And then I caught myself and I was like, no, if he's feeling the emotion of being scared, I need to validate that and be like, so what made you feel scared? Right. And then what do you think we can do to make you feel less scared? Those are the things you need to, even at a young age, right? I couldn't even not like food as a kid. If I didn't like it, it was like, then you ain't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so this goal is to help them practice brainstorming solutions until they find something that works with these emotions that they're feeling, right? Um, and Bart did a great job of this the other day. Um, Jimmy didn't want to eat in the, in the kitchen, in the dining room. He wanted to eat on the couch and we're trying to break this habit. And he was just having a meltdown and laying on the ground. And instead of like, we're like, I get it. This is really hard to understand. I know you're confused. And this is like, this is difficult for you. And then we just sat there and we waited and then we put a tablet at the dining room table and we watched <laughs> and we ate the dining room table. But anyway. hey, by any means necessary. All right. The next one always saving them from failure. Mm. As parents, it's hard to watch our children struggle through challenges that we know we can easily fix for them. But think of this this way. 
If your kid is doing poorly in school, you know that telling them the homework answers will only backfire because you can't be in the classroom when they have to complete those tests on their own. Failure is a big part of success. If kids are never given the chance to learn the lessons that come with failure, they'll never develop the perseverance they need to rise back up after a setback. This was the biggest conflict that me and my ex-wife used to have when it came to parenting the kids. I mean, small instance the other day, Jimmy and I were in his room as I was putting his clothes away and he was playing with something and he couldn't figure it out. And he's, I, he's really good at asking for help, which I think is important. He's like, help mama, help. And I'm like, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. You got this. And I waited for him to take just a little more time and he figured it out. All right. The next one, overindulging your kids. Kids love stuff and parents love giving it to them. (laughs) But research shows that when you give your kids whatever they desire, they miss out on skills related to mental strength, such as self-discipline. You want your kids to grow up knowing that it's possible to achieve what they want if they work for it. Parents can teach their kids self-control by setting clear rules for things like finishing homework before screen time or doing chores to boost allowance so they can buy things on their own while knowing they earned it. Guilty, guilty, guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, expecting perfection. It's natural to want your child to aim for big, big goals and be the best at everything, but that's not how things work. Setting the bar too high leads, uh, setting the bar too high can lead to self-esteem and confidence issues later in life. Build mental strength in your kids by making sure expectations are realistic. Now, this is another one that I, that I struggle with, especially as a mom, and it goes in hand with the failure one making sure they always feel comfortable. There are many things that might make your kid feel uncomfortable, especially when it involves doing something new, trying new foods, making new friends, playing a new sport. But just like failure, embracing uncomfortable moments can boost mental strength. Encouraging your kids to try new things, help them get started because that's the hardest part. But once they take that first step, they might realize that it isn't as difficult as they thought it'd be and that they might even be good at it. What was that uh, quote that we always say from Sarah Blakely when she was in here, the owner, former owner of Spanx? The current owner. Or did uh, she sell it? I thought she sold it. Mm. Either way, she's a billionaire, so you got to listen to it. <laughs> 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 yeah. So she said that when she sat down at the table, her dad didn't really ask her about her successes that day. They were asking about the failures because they wanted to make sure that the kids were embracing failure and getting past it. Next is not setting parent-child boundaries. You want your kids to make their own decisions, but they also need to know you're the boss. Kids who are mentally strong have parents who understand the importance of boundaries and consistency. Caving in and allowing rules to be negotiated too often can lead to power struggles between you and your child. And then lastly, not taking care of yourself. The older we get, the harder it becomes to maintain healthy habits. Eating healthy, exercising daily, taking time to restore... That's why it's important to model self-care habits for your kids. It's also critical to practice healthy coping skills in front of your children. For example, if you're stressed about work, consider telling your child, I had a very tiring day at work and I'm going to relax with tea and a book. Amen. Okay. The Burt Show.